and welcome back to the Equipped Man Podcast, the podcast where we explore what it means to be a man of God in the 21st century. I'm your host, Luke Wance. And today I'm joined with Sean and Chico. Yo, yo. Both of them back. How you guys doing? Good. Great. Good. Anything anything new and exciting coming up in your guys' world or happened? Oh. Well, the last time I was here, I was the bass player in Symphony in Peril. Now I'm the former bass player in Symphony in Peril. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Symphony in Peril, we just got back from our second second tour. Awesome. And uh, went to North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. I was jealous the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good times. and Good. Yeah. We got to play in um, a venue that in 81 to 83, REM played yeah. there on a regular basis. And then uh, in 91, it was like one of the last venues Nirvana played in before Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. Oh, wow. And then... You know, the rest is history. There yeah. was no way they'd play a venue that small anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've run into a couple. I've seen a couple bands where they, they still like to go back to those old those small yeah. venues, even though they get big. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they're they're trying to thumb their nose at the man of, you know, no, we are still going to play the, the small rowdy crowds yeah. and clubs. Um, I'll also say, I'll, I'll say congrats to Chico, because Chico recently got a massive touch from God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, talking about how he started crying i oh. almost said bawling just for fun but uh, no i will i will fully admit uh it was just i've always i've always watched people get filled with the holy spirit and i never understood or and like what kind of impact it would have on you physically yeah and then this past this past sunday our head pastor and his wife came up and all he said was, you've grown a lot and I want you to receive this and I want you to be ready for what's going to happen. And I'm like, okay. You know, and, and I opened my mind to it, you yeah. know, cause normally I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But now I'm like, you know, I'm a baptized man now. So yeah. I just opened my mind. I'm like, all right. I was just like, give me all you got. And all he did was just lightly touch my heart just yeah. lightly with his hand, just his fingertips. Yeah. And I was filled like something hit me, and again, I'll ref- use this reference. It was 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> of pure Holy Spirit, bro. Oh, like yeah. it was, and it was so hard that tears just literally started running down my face, and I wasn't sad. That's awesome. But it was just like <gasps> it was like pouring out of me, and it just it was the only way to get out. Because I'm like, if I pee myself, this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time on that prayer floor. And then afterwards, he went to the future. Yes. <laughs> so it was literally like it came at me literally at 88, 88 miles an hour. And I was on the floor and I was down and I'm on one knee and I'm like, oh, this is heavy. So I get down on both knees and I'm like, why am I crying? Stop crying. <laughs> what? He didn't hurt you. And so and then it hit me like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. And then you put your hand on me, Luke, and mm-hmm. you're like, you just you didn't say anything. You're nope. just like, uh, so I knew you were there. Yep. So I was like, all right, well, I'm still here. I didn't go to the future. Yeah. But and then I looked at my wife. And then I looked at my wife, who was taking photos, and she just gave me a big smile. And mm-hmm. I got up and I hugged her. And then the friend of all, all of us, Derek Schwint, he he's like, I you're a totally different person now yeah. before yeah. that happened. And ever since then, I'm like 
full of life. I'm like happy. I'm like I'm getting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this week with my wife and hanging out with her family. And yeah, normally I'm just like, oh no, family stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm just no, like, bring it on. Dude, my, my brother-in-law's getting married. I tried on my stuff. I look pretty spiff, dude. Nice. Suspenders. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing like those encounters. I I, I remember being uh, 18 years old and. We were in a, a youth service, and I remember my youth pastor came up, and same thing. Just He said, hey, uh, I just feel like I need to pray for you. Uh, he prayed for me, and and I just remember just feeling it from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, man. Yeah. Just a encounter with God, and I closed my eyes, and I just remember it was almost like I was looking into the eyes of the Lord, it was the mm. wildest thing. And that night's when the Lord just really kind of started moving me towards ministry. And, yeah. and encounter is, is valuable, man. Yeah. It's, it's why it's so valuable. Well, my first encounter was yesterday and I'm still like, it's better than any drug, <laughs> yeah. any drink. Like yeah, I was uplifted. Yeah, it, yeah, it's better than any <laughs> it orgasm. I said like, it. I'll say it here. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like I was, yeah. And now I'm just like, whew. and then so you'll I, look, you'll look back on it too, and you'll mark it as man. It's when things began to just shift. Yeah, change, man. Well, like last week, I got baptized because that yeah. was just that was for like I got baptized in 2019 with my wife, and that was like a thing. But since then, I've and and you know this especially look like I yeah. have battled. Oh yeah, I have battled yeah. with: is this real or is this you know is this how it's supposed to go? Yeah, and I've gone to ch- and and at times I you know being on the security team I would I would beg you to just let me work every service every service. Yeah, and you and your friendly and fatherly way like <laughs> look bro, you need to have a service. Yeah, yeah. and only until recently. Did I understand what you were trying to do? Yeah. So I just made the decision, like, I need to get baptized. I need to do this right just for me. And this has got nothing to do with anybody else, not my wife, not my friends, not my mom, not my dad. It's just I need to do this for me. Yeah. And as soon as I came up, it was, again, a different uplifting feeling like, okay, all these anger issues I've had since I even walked into the church. Yeah. Gone. Yeah patience level way up than it used to be yeah. like i was smiling at people <laughs> <laughs> which is shocking yes chico <clears throat> used to smile and then to get you know filled with the holy spirit just this past sunday it's like am i really turning into this person that i used to <laughs> you know I don't want to say make fun of because that's terrible, but it like you used how, to make why fun are of these people? Why are you so happy? What uh, <laughs> you know? I just you know I, I've seen this. It's so wild. You know it's God, but I've seen people get water baptized. Yeah, I don't know what it is about water baptism. It's like they get water baptized, and I don't know if they just really truly make. You know what? I really want to bury my old man under this water. Yeah. And I want to come out a new man. Yeah. I you know, I seen the hardest of the hardest teenagers that you would almost be afraid to talk to. Mm-hmm. And they would go under that water, come out, and 
man, they were a joy to be around and spirit of the Lord touched them. And it's unreal. Yeah. I've had numerous people at church. Like when you first walked in, I wasn't messing with you. Yeah. Oh, I, I told him I was in a young adult, <laughs> adult <laughs> gathering. He's helping me in young adults now. And he was down there and, uh, I, I said to the whole group, the whole group of guys, yeah. I said, I was kind of terrified of, of of Chico because he looked like he was not, one, not happy to be there. I was yeah. not. Not and one bit. the other one, like, he didn't give you too much information. No. It was real short. Oh, yeah. yeah Very vague. Yeah. <laughs> Very vague. Yeah. And I think the only thing we had in common is we liked heavy music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But in return, in return to that though, I actually reached out to him one day. Like I yeah. need someone to connect with, yeah, and, and oh, get, yeah. get on a level. And first it was him, and then it was you, and then it all started with our old pastor Aaron. Yeah, he, he started that ball rolling. Oh, I never, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. he cool. he would come I to have Aaron. lunch with me, like once a week, mm-hmm. and he was trying to help me break through my issues. Yeah, yeah, and. I you know I don't ha- I haven't had a chance to talk to him but I, I would kill to sit down and tell him like look this is what happened since you left for Chicago oh I yeah. think he would love it. I was gonna say didn't you go visit him? I did not Real get a quick? chance. To. Oh you didn't get did a chance. I okay. get a chance. Right. I was I was thinking about it but we just did not <clears throat> yeah. have the time. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. Um. Still kind of keeping in mind the the encounters and the change and, yeah. and and all of that and the connections um but i actually wanted to talk to both of you because you've both experienced something in a little bit of different ways and i really wanted to get your guys's perspective on it mm-hmm. especially with a, a godly man's point of view mm-hmm. but i wanted to talk about grief and loss yeah um you know, because I, I know that's something that, that affects a lot of people. I mean, a lot of men especially. And I, I know from from my experience that, you know, especially when it comes to heavy emotions, it's really hard for men to yeah kind of raise their hand and say, hey, I, I don't feel right. Or, you know, I need help here in this area. You know, <laughs> this this hurt me. You know, so it's like, so if you if you guys, I mean, oh yeah, I roped you into this. Um, <laughs> it's but all good, man. If if you guys are willing, you know, oh, kind of yeah, kind of maybe walk me through and and you know our listeners through what what does that look like? Um, to kind of go backwards a little bit. Um, my grief was uh, we were we were going to our appointment my wife and I were going to an appointment for our fourth kid yeah and um, we were at the point where we were going to find out the sex so we we brought one of our teenagers with us that we were really close to and it's like super exciting happy happy day you know and uh, we found out at that moment I think the baby was like 16 weeks or something at that point I don't really remember but the doctor got real quiet in the room, mm. had everybody leave the room except for Joy and I, and broke the noi- noise, broke the news that our child had a condition called anencephaly, which means the skull wasn't fully formed, and, okay. and so the brain couldn't form. Yeah. And so um, they wanted to terminate immediately. Long yeah. story short, 
we decided we didn't want to terminate. We wanted to go full term. Went full term. Yeah. And wow. it was all along the way, believing God for a miracle, had people all over the world, including your wife, yeah. reaching out, praying for our miracle. And we didn't get it. And so it sent my wife and I into a tremendous place of grief. Yeah. I didn't know I had it because I was burying all of it. Yeah. Like a man got, like a man, <laughs> mo, like most men do. Oh yeah. We, I, I was a youth pastor at the time. Didn't want to show any emotion to my teenagers. I was in a faith church. So I also wanted to have carry this idea of like, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I'm a man. I'm a strong man. Yeah. I'm strong for my teenagers that I'm youth pastoring and buried it, buried it, buried it, buried it. And that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You know, God gives us uh, emotion for a reason. And, you know, however you have to get it out, if it's a cry, if it's just talking it out with somebody, you've got to get that grief out of your heart, out of your mind, um, communicate. And as soon as I started doing that, opening up to my wife, showing her that I was feeling it, it even brought healing to her. Oh, wow. And because she was waiting for me <laughs> to yeah. grieve like she, and she was a mess. Yeah. And I, I didn't know how to fix my wife. I was like, I don't know what to do. God, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. And it was a process. And a lot of times people don't realize that is like people expect healing to come fast and oh, yeah. furious. Yeah. Oh, I need God. I need him now. You come fast. But sometimes healing is just a process. It's like putting a Band-Aid on. It's not healed like two hours later. Sometimes it takes a few days or, you know, a long time for that thing to like really heal. Yeah. And um, and there are moments where God comes like he did with Chico even yesterday, comes and it's an encounter with God and whatever that thing is, boom, it it yeah. lifts off you. But, you know, for, for me personally... It was a process. I had to really receive healing from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, my when my mom died, um, you know, I got the call, and I had never had the greatest relationship with my mother up until the last few years she was alive. Yeah. So for years it was, you know, we were always button heads and, and and just sometimes even looking for a reason because that's the only way we communicated. Like, oh yeah, you know. So I mean, it's not you know I I got the I love yous, I got the hugs as a kid, I, you know. But we always just had some kind of rift between mm -hmm. us, and it wasn't until you know I had had two kids already that we just kind of buried the hatchet, like you know we yeah. can't live life like this. Yeah. And then you know. I called her to let her know my son was coming and we said we loved each other and that was the last time I saw her, last time I talked to her. Mm -hmm. Two days later she was gone to be with the Lord. And then um I don't with grief and pretty much with any I I'm a I you know, I'll admit I'm a bottler. You know, I'll bottle yeah. it all up. Oh, and yeah. it, I will bottle it and bottle it and bottle it. I I don't even care if it's overflowing, I'll still throw it in the bottle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then eventually that that pop, that top pops, yeah, and it all just comes out like lava, yeah. And yeah. I'm hot, I'm heavy, 
I will crush you. Yeah. Like, and I've been trying to find ways to, to do better. Cause mm. like, even with, you know, just talking to my wife, sometimes I can't tell her how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I don't know what it is about that. Uh, there's certain things I can like open up to my wife about, and there's just certain things I, Same. I, I have to have a good friend, you know? Yeah. Um, to just, you know, I, I have a friend, his name's Pastor Lonnie Coates. He's in West Virginia. He, mm-hmm. He's, he's, he was my pastor for a little while. He is one that I'll take my dog for a walk and I'll call that man up. And I, I'm like, Pastor Lonnie, here's the deal. And he's a man that had suffered complete failure oh, wow. <laughs> in life. Yeah. Divorce, lost his job, sleeping on his daughter's couch because of infidelity. Oh, wow. And, okay. and, God has completely and totally restored that man. Wow. And so, you know, when I come to him, it's like no judgment zone. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's awesome. like this man's been through a, a, a fight, you know? Yeah. And so he's just, and, and I just encourage the listeners out there, find your man, mm. find your man, find your, your, <laughs> find your dude yeah. that you can connect with. Find that still man. doesn't sound right, Sean. It's a, <laughs> how do I put it then? I don't know what to say. Find that friend that you can confide in. Yes, yes exactly. Because, yes, I can confide everything into my wife, but she can only give me a female's point of view. Yeah. yeah. Like, I confide in Luke a lot, mm-hmm. and because I have that, we've built that trust with each yeah. other. So he's usually my big brother, you know, telling me how to, you know, encouraging me he's always <laughs> encouraging me yeah to like you know tough love i'm, I'm encouraging yeah. you to just sit through service and not do security today <laughs> and and for the longest time i'd be like fine but now i look forward to him trying to encourage yeah. me yeah because we've built that relationship Mm-hmm. And then going back to grief, like if I'm grieving about something, he can see it now. Yeah. He can see through the wall I built oh, yeah. in front of everybody. And, so, my, and that's the thing is like our wives do know they could see it. They know oh, us yeah. Yeah, they do. so well. And they're like, what's going on? Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not. <laughs> you know? And so, it, it, and it's it, sometimes they, women are such uh, feelers that some of the some of it's just so weighty and it's almost like you don't want to put that kind of weight yeah. on them in a manner like i don't know i'm not saying not to open up to your wife at all and right bear it okay. but i i am saying like there's just times that you know it's good to just have that friend that yeah. you could just confide in you know yeah and i know sometimes with me um like i was raised of a generation and, and mindset of, you know, husbands, you know, men, but especially husbands are not to, to show weakness or vulnerability, you know, to their wives. And so it's like, how can I tell my wife how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that really bad F word, um, without looking weak or vulnerable, you know? And it's like, how can, how can I, you know, cause I haven't, been through like the grieving process i mm-hmm. i have not lost anybody close to me yeah. the closest i've lost is like grandparents yeah. um 
you know, but I know with me, sometimes it's like my mental health struggles Mm -hmm. and kind of to Chico, what you were talking about, bottling it up. um, One thing I've said, um, I've even said it to, to counselors is I, I want to find a way to explode in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so it's like, so it's like, what does that look like? You know, because I bottle things up and I internalize a lot Mm -hmm. and I, I implode. Yep. Um, so it's like, how do you find that relief valve or something? But yeah. Yeah. For the longest time for me, it was music. Yeah. Yeah. But now I have kids and I'm providing (laughs) for my family and, I just can't do that kind of stuff like I did in my 20s. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to find other ways, which I'm still not successful at. I mean, I yeah. get to go shooting once a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I get to go play softball with our friends mm-hmm. during a season. Yeah. But then after that, it's like I've got all these winter months to like, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. how do I get it out? It's yeah. kind of, I'm the same way because, you know, I, I just, I ride my bike until I can't feel my legs, you know, that's what, that's how I would get a lot of that and I, know, I just it's so funny it's like you're on those big long bike rides and yeah. it's like it's almost like you you shut everything off it's just mm. like you yep. it's almost like you could be clear mm-hmm. it's weird yeah but it's just that's kind of how i would and in those winter months man it's like i didn't want to ride inside yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm like, staring at a wall. You know? Yeah, like, you know i don't know about some guys but i actually find solace in my work yeah. So yeah. like I'm an automotive painter. I'm constantly in a spray booth with all this gear on by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least six hours a day. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that is kind of my escape mm-hmm. from everything. And if I'm in deep thought, I can still do my job, but still like try to find solutions to my problems. Mm-hmm. And probably it's year that those 20 27 years of that kind of isolation yeah. probably makes it not even a lot harder to express yeah feelings y- yes. and stuff so. <laughs> yeah i never thought of it that way yep that's true yeah i'm not a psychologist but i will say yes probably <laughs> probably yes yeah and but, it's funny because i'm like i'm like this connection guy at the church right but it's so funny like when i'm in like the foyer yeah. and everybody's socializing i am as nervous as a cat wow and i'm supposed to be like out of the the box guy hey he's on he's the dude on the oh he's probably a ball full of fun and i'm a ball full of anxiety when i'm in a foyer of people it's weird let's see Um, i'm the exact opposite i'm the quiet put on the mean face and everybody wants to be my friend Everybody's like, hey, Chico, hey, Chico, hey, Chico. I'm like, I just want to sip my coffee before we have a conversation. <laughs> but I, I'm firmly believing that God is changing me in a way like people are seeing through that wall I've yeah. built up for years. Yeah. They might see the mean face, but they know I'm a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I've had, you know, nobody that I really knew, but in this past probably three or four years, I've seen numerous pastors, mm. head pastors, young head pastors in their thirties. Oh, wow. Committing suicide. Wow. Like I think four that I know of right off the bat. Oh my goodness. And beautiful wives, beautiful yeah. families. 
and mega churches, like churches that are not small. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, what? Yeah. Is driving this, you yeah. know? And it has to be, I mean, it sounds stupid, but it has to be rooted in just demonic oppression. Oh, yeah. To yeah. to the fullest degree where these guys feel that that's their only way of escape from yeah. what they're battling. And, you know, when you're at a level like that, I think even as a pastor I can uh, uh, relate, is that you, you're so afraid of losing everything yeah. that you've worked so hard to build by just opening up about your struggles. Yeah. And and there's we've got to do better as as believers that we can open up to one another as men. Yeah. Is that hey, listen, we're we're men, but we're also human and no matter if you're a head pastor or a a, a altar worker, yeah. whatever you're doing like you're not untouchable for the devil to influence. Yeah. And so we've got to do a better job as men opening up to one another and being vulnerable. Like we talked about last Wednesday in our young adult, we were talking about the number one thing men need to be in our current culture is to be vulnerable Oh yeah. to one another. And there's, there's a balance in that. There is, there is a time where we do have to be strong yep. as men of God, yeah. but there's also a time that we need to begin to be vulnerable, not weak, but vulnerable. Yeah. So if we could find a way to balance that in our culture, uh, I, I think that's a true victory. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard once, you know, that, you know, a, a truly dangerous man is also like a gentleman, yeah. you know, it's like. Yep. You have the power to to cause destruction, to cause you know hurt and all this, but you know how to restrain it in a healthy yeah. way. You know, in my mind, it's like, okay, all three of us are fathers. Mm-hmm. All three of us held babies. Yep. You know, our our children. It's like, yes, we're strong enough. We could destroy that child, mm-hmm. but we were gentle enough. Yep. To you know to restrain all of that and yep. and to take care of that child. You know, in a way, it's it's we as men get to do that, you know, to those around us, you know, yes, we, Jordan Peterson said something along those lines. I I did. I did steal it a little bit from Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I I, I think it's, he's talking about (laughs) controlled, a controlled, powerful man is the most. Yeah. Like dangerous. That dude is a beast. Ah, I love him. I'm sorry. He's fun to listen to. Oh, he is. Yeah. You know, but again, you know, so it's so it's that way, you know, so it's so it is those times when we we bottle up and we want to explode and, and, you know, throw lava all around everybody around us. You know, it's like we know. okay, we 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 need to hold that back a little bit. But in that sense, I'm learning that that throwing lava on everybody and hurting everybody around you isn't fixing the problem. Right. And it cause it causes the length of the issue drags it out even longer because you not only hurt yourself, but you hurt those around you. So you have a lot more to prepare um, repair than your own self. Like me and my wife, we've, we don't really fight, but we're both bottlers. So Mm. (laughs) if we both, and it, you know, it explodes. And when we, I mean, 
we still love each other. Yeah. But we're now we're both trying to find like, look, let's just start small. Like, if you don't like the way I do the dishes, just tell me. I'll do them a different way. <laughs> yeah. You know, starting small and then working up to something huge. Like, uh. I don't want to get too graphic because she'll probably hit, listen to this. And like, Ew, honey. Yeah. But make up a scenario. Make up a scenario, Chico. Make it I don't up. Know, I don't know if I can do it. Anyway, point is, is like, yes, we need to be around our dudes, but we also need to be vulnerable yeah. enough around our women so that mm. they see that you know you're just as strong talking to me and letting me know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Than you are not talking to me and just being, you know, a harder, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's moments where you're just like laying in bed and like you're on your phone and did you you look over at your wife and she's looking at you and she just kind of sighs. She's like, let's talk. And you're like, that's terrifying. It's like, ah, oh no, I, I, I wish. I wish we did. Let me see that. <laughs> I'm learning that communication is everything when it comes to your marriage. It is. Yes, it is. It really is. And with that, I'll put a shameless plug that because Dina and I have our own podcast about mm-hmm. talking and communication and marriage stuff, we do have a lot of conversations about all sorts of marriage communication. Yeah. It's like, what should we talk about? Yeah. That's good, though. And yeah. Because of that, I feel like you guys have just, I mean, in the time I've known you, you guys yeah. have just gotten stronger and stronger and yeah. stronger and stronger. Yeah. It's, Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. It's crazy. Like, I I envy it, and I'm, I'm working towards that myself. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to start a podcast, but I'm <laughs> trying to find ways with my he wife. Should. He should. I no, think it'd be fun. It'd be I, fun. There'd be a lot of cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a button. When you create it, there's a button that says, this contains explicit language. <laughs> but I'm also trying to find better, you know, vocabulary now that I'm a baptized man. And you know, Yes. Yeah. But I do work in a shop environment, and it's for the you last know, 30 It's seconds. so cool how God works, though, because... It is cool. Because yeah. I could see... This Chico is even a year ago. I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have imagined even seeing him go this far. You know, and yeah. how the transformation, and you know, I've always loved this this quote where we're not perfect, but we're being perfected. Mm, I like that. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, I'm not perfect, but God is perfecting me, almost like the Potter, mm. and he's he's forming that that perfect vessel. And you know, there's that little bump that's in the way, and he just smooths it out, yeah, crafts it, and then now, you know, he's doing that to Chico, and yeah. and now he's poured a little bit into that. But see, I'm still sticking with my quote: "Is I got God in my heart, but I'll still put my foot in." Here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at with that, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm gonna just go throw it on a whim. I don't think God minds that. I think he'd rather me be real yeah. and honest, like, than, you know, being fake and cupcake. Yeah. 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 You know, but I can I sit appreciate, here and talk, I appreciate like I can sit here that, and talk though. to dudes about God and not feel mm-hmm. weird about it right now. Yeah. Like, before, I appreciate I'd be like, that so much, though. <laughs> it's like, I, I just, it sounds funny, but being in the bars yeah. and with the band, it's been refreshing because I get outside of the four walls and yes. I get around real, I'm not saying the people in the church aren't real, but 
people with real messy mm. lives. Yeah. And you know, I I'm around it. I'm rubbing rubbing shoulders with it and you start realizing, you know, grace and God's hand in people's lives and oh yeah. And it really kind of softens you up to be a little bit more gracious and loving and compassionate to people and less harsh cuz I think when we're in the church world so much uh, that we lose perspective mm. of real lost hurting people because we're just always around believers. Yeah, you know. Oh, I'd agree. And it's good to just get out there and get dirty. Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and in contrast to that, that's probably why I've been feeling the calling to try to mentor our young adults. Yeah. Because I was that guy with the messed up life, living in the four walls with the yep. beer and the drugs and yeah. You know, and and now I'm in a better place. I've got a beautiful wife, four beautiful kids, and like if I can mentor a twenty-something-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and not maybe just walk down my same path, but like if I can get them to like look, like we had that one kid with the the drug problem. Yep. You know, and I was like, and he got vulnerable. It was so awesome. And it was awesome. Nice. But I looked yeah. him dead in the eye. I'm like, look, I'm gonna love you, but I'm gonna tell you what you're doing is a choice thing. Yeah. Mm. Everything you're talking to us yeah. about right now is a choice. Yeah. You're choosing to still walk down that path when you could easily just say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. And it was wild when I when I had that encounter with the Lord. Um, it was it was wild because the desire mm. for a lot of the things that like uh, pornography and drinking and drugs, it was like as soon as I had that encounter, it was almost like I started to lose. No, I'm not starting. I lost the desire for those things. Yeah. Because God, it's almost like it was like this exchange, mm. my heart for his. Yeah. And when I got his, I was like, whoa, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to cuss. I don't want to drink. I don't want to, I don't want to have premarital sex anymore. It's like, I, yeah. it's like every bit of that just began to shift is because, and I really believe I made an exchange, my heart for his. Yeah. And I, and I like how both of you guys put that, you know, between the exchange and the choice, you know, because it is, it's, it's, you hear so many times of, you know, especially when somebody first becomes a Christian, it's like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You got to mm-hmm. stop doing this, stop doing that. And it's like, well, if you don't replace that with anything, yeah, right. You know, all of a sudden it's going to be like, okay, well now I want to go back to that. Yeah. And it will only like, if, if there is no exchange, and like I love Dan, I love Todd White and Dan Mahler. They say this. It's not a prayer. It's it's not a prayer prayed. It is a life. Uh, what is it? It's like you don't pray a prayer to get to heaven. You there is a life change that happens. Mm. And I, how I, I'm not quoting it right. Yeah. It's it's uh oh I can't remember. But it but but the gist of it is. We've we've got a generation that that says, "Oh, I prayed a prayer and now I'm saved." Yeah. No, it's it's a life lived. Like you 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 exchange your heart for His. Like there's an exchange that takes place yeah. because you know I've seen it as a youth pastor, week after week after week, the same kids going to the altar and repenting, 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 repenting. Yeah. It's because they didn't really have a true life change. They didn't say God. I want you to be Lord of my life. Right. Right. Change my heart. 
exchange this heart for yours. They're basically coming to church on Sunday. By the way, I got wasted, God, <laughs> last night. I'm here hungover. I'm just yeah. asking for forgiveness so I can do it again next weekend. Yeah. Right. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, my ex-wife, like her family, they would... I'd be there on Saturday. They'd be having like their club and clothes on. Yeah. Oh yeah, go out to the club, and then I'd go to my ex-wife's like church. Yeah, and the next morning they're coming to church, oh, all yeah. snazzed up, not looking like they did the night before, yep. and praising Jesus. Oh yeah, oh with yeah. Every, oh, oh man, I would. Oh, it just ate ate me yeah. up. I was like, oh, that is such a lukewarm life man oh yeah that yeah. would be a, what i would call back in the day the hip, hypocritical side oh that is yeah. so hypocritical yeah and it, it is it's 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 a performance mentality yeah you know i mean i i know me growing up in the catholic faith i mean it was it was super easy to do the performance you know because yeah. hey as long as i go on church and or christmas and easter i'm good yeah. Yeah, yep. you know, go and say my Hail Marys and I'm forgiven. Yeah, go yep. confess to the priest. And, yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Like I was listening to uh, on Instagram, this thing popped up, and uh, they were interviewing these OnlyFans girls. These are like straight up like porn girls. Yeah, and this one porn girl says that she goes to church on Sunday mornings, and guys that are her fans from the church like to get pictures with her like wow like fan photos and I, and how messed up is that that's messed up that's when you know that the conviction of the holy spirit is not yeah <laughs> not there you know jesus was knocking and they did not answer <laughs> <laughs> exactly man that's in, like that just fascinates me but it it all gets back to the life change yeah choice and yeah. the choice. choice yeah you know, and and I really believe that there's been a weakened uh, Christianity that is just soft mm, and yeah. and is full of this this hyper grace message. Yeah, and we need to get back to a message of hope and life and victory. Yes, yeah. but of holiness and yeah. consecration. Oh yeah, like there's nothing wrong with believing in something whether it be god it will i mean being a christian is not a bad thing right. a lot of people want to make you believe that but nine times out of ten christians are just good people that are trying to live a good life and be helpful and generous when they can yeah, yeah. i mean that's that's really what it kind of boils down to for me like i want to be helpful i want to be generous i want to mentor i want to show kids that it's I'm going to go out on a whim here. You can be cool and still love God. Like, yep. I, I, yep. there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm, you know. I'm... But I, I, I think I think part of it, though, is as far as, like, young people, because um, I, I watched our daughter deal with this. You know, it's, you know, especially, like, church kids that go to a private school because it was, like, you know, she would go to church and there would be like, you know, oh, reach out to those around, you know, reach out to people around you, reach out to people <laughs> around you. And it's like, OK, well, I go to church exactly. with my friends. I go to school with all my church friends yeah, because we all go to the same <laughs> school and then we all hang out together and we all do the same like rec sports together. It's yep. like, who are you reaching out to? Right. You know, you're, you're that's basically why just I sitting, loved when yeah. my daughter was in organized sports. Yeah. And she was around like she was in gymnastics and she was around some 
messy girls, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. And um, and I was grateful for it. Yeah. Because I was like, Ella, that's that's reality right there, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're in your little Christian bubble, yeah. you know, it's it's man, you can get so uh what's the word for it? You could get so um out of touch, yeah. really. Yeah. Just get out of touch with the reality of yeah. life is messy and yeah. it's not like, yeah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Iron sharpens iron, you know, those things. But it's also good to follow the real true command of the Lord, which is go into all the world and minister the gospel, preach the gospel. Um, And then, you know, and that's why I loved being in, you know, the Spirit-filled Christian bands is because I 99% of the time I'm I'm not playing in a Christian venue. Yeah. Like we actually preferred not playing in Christian right. venues, yeah, because it was the Christian shows were the ones with that were, you know, <laughs> you're just preaching to the the choir, you yeah. know, and there's. But when you're in a bar yeah. and you're and I this last tour I did, I said said listen, I apologize on behalf of the church that it's been that the Jesus that changed my life has been misrepresented to you, yeah, and if you've been hurt. Um, I just want to let you know that's not Jesus. That's not God. God doesn't bring hurt and pain. He brings life and life more abundantly. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of main or worldly people do whatever they can to to make Jesus look bad, yeah. and yeah. it's really not. Like I walked into our church with a horrible attitude, mm-hmm. horrible thoughts on Jesus. I didn't care for him, I, yeah. and now you. Know, walking here yesterday getting filled with the holy spirit yeah. like i'm <laughs> yeah. no different then than i was now as far as like who i am but my life is my eyes are more wide open mm-hmm. my yeah. you know my demeanor is different my attitude's different i haven't changed who i am i'm still yeah. chico but yeah. yeah and my friends who know me know like i got god in my heart if you don't like it you don't have to be my friend yeah. it's that it's that simple yeah and and I'll say I'll say that's one reason one one of the reasons why um, when you told me that Sean tapped you he's like yeah yeah Sean wants me to be mentor well I don't got nothing and I was I was encouraged I was encouraged because yeah. you have lived a lot of that real life you I have, have lived mm-hmm. a lot of that you you've seen the the jaded dirty yeah parts of the world and parts of the church yeah you know and and. You know it is, and and kind of like to Sean to you with with your daughter. It's you know all these things we learn about the Bible and about God and church. It's it's like if you're not using those, it's yeah. it's a you be those. It's almost like those muscles become atrophied. Yeah, you know from not using. But it's also, um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. It's the living water that's being poured into us yeah becomes stale because we're not pouring it out yeah right you know and so it's like what what good are we as a vessel of living water yeah if we're not sharing it if we're not living it out in front yep. of people if we're not giving people that choice of exchange you and know and so many people are afraid they're like but you know that's so there's so, it's such darkness I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Here's the thing. The Bible says where sin abounds, so much more 
does his grace super abound. And grace is God's supernatural enabling of a believer to do the works of God. So when it when sin is abounding and you're in a in a place of tremendous like darkness always remember is that god's pow- empowerment mm. is even more available to you in those situations yeah so you just got to pull on those the 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 power of god yeah to have the right words and i want to tell you everywhere i've went in the last 2 months mm-hmm. preaching a strong gospel yeah and bars I never once had an, not one individual come up to me and and critically say anything. I had tons of people coming up to me and saying, thank you. Nice. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Yeah. Thank you. So that shows me is that, man, there is so much we can do. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much we could do. Agreed. And there's a world that's waiting, hungry. Oh, for yeah. somebody to be bold enough to do it. Yeah. And I've, I've found a real easy tool um, for when you are encountering darkness in the world is, hi, my name's Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've, I've said it. I've said it to so many people, and it, it worked on me, and that's why I say it to so many people, is the reason I ended up becoming Christian and ended up in church was because I had a neighbor that basically said hi yeah, and became my friend. He never talked about Jesus. He never talked about the church, yep. the Bible, nothing. But he yep. became my friend. And eventually yep. I said, he's cool. Yep. I kind of want to be like that. Yeah. Yep. And what is different about him? There's, a, yeah. there's something different about him. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, and I, I love being around believers that are just so genuine mm-hmm. and you're like i really like them you know yeah. it's like i yeah. really like they're they're good people yeah uh, for me it was my wife and before she was my wife you know she said my family goes to church and i'll give it a shot <laughs> you know and it, it it i mean i went in kicking and screaming but again because i gave it a chance because mm-hmm. i allowed myself to be pliable yeah here i am yeah yep. and now i don't mind helping out with the youth. I don't mind, you know, making long lasting relationships with dudes that I will take a bullet for any day yeah. of the week. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know. And it's so amazing. Like, you know, not to plug our church or anything, but yeah, we've got some fantastic men in our church, man. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Do. They're hungry. They want to help. They want to be mentors. Some of the younger dudes are looking up to the older dudes now. And yeah. even us are still looking up to the older guys that are older than us. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Mr. Mark, he's so cool. Oh yeah. And Mr. Merle, Merle's, mm. you got to get Merle on here, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got some stories. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's needed because I, I came from a church that had, hardly any strong men <laughs> mm. i'll be honest yeah they wouldn't lift their hands during worship they were they weren't vulnerable they weren't anything you yeah. know and and they were very closed off yep. you know then you then you know i come to revive or what used to be called world revival church and men are just vulnerable and open and worshipful and like and in, in it i was like and they're still manly. And they're still manly. Yeah. They'll still shoot a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And and love it. And yeah. I do miss, like, we had this thing called Relentless Men. 
and I missed that. I thought yeah. that was super cool, and I thought it was something that I could grasp onto. And then when it yeah. stopped, I was like, mm, you know, yeah, yeah, it was kind of the same way. Now yep. what? Yep. Now what is uh, the equipment? Yeah, That's, yeah, for sure. I've actually yeah. so long term goal. I want to do something like Relentless Men, or Sweet. like yeah. Sean and I were talking the the camp tra- the camp out trip. That, yeah. that we did in Tennessee. Let's you know, I, do it. I, I know, not just our church, but the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. They need the the men the men of God. Yep, need each other, yeah. and they need that 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 now what? Yeah, yep. to be answered. Yep, you yep. know because you know I, I've said it before on here. There's so many books, materials, conferences, whatnot about convincing men that they need to accept Jesus. And it's like, okay, but now what? Yep. Right. I I've I'm I'm convinced. I've I've been baptized. I've I've you know been baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit. I've I wanna give my life to this. I wanna yeah. change my life. I wanna make this choice and I I wanna I wanna go forward and I wanna charge. Yep. And now what? Yep. Well, go to this go to this conference where they'll tell you that you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm like, <laughs> I already did that. I already did that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's so it is. So yeah. I mean, again, I, I've but see. Here's the thing: I don't have this uh, this thing of now what. I have this more like, well, now what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and I think show that me, is show me what phase. to do now so that I can keep. Yeah, you know. Being yep. a, a vessel for you, yeah, and I think I that is I'm the saying process. this right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the process of like that, like that being perfected is that, you know, yes, I've given my my life to Jesus. Jesus is my Lord, and like a, a lot of people just stay there, yeah, and they don't move to that next place where they're like, okay, God, use me, yeah, use me. And that's kind of where I'm at. Use me. Yep. Yeah. And I don't care what it is, just as long as I'm not like hurting anybody. Yep. And so I would love for the equipped man to become a thing at Revive Church. That'd be great. And, yeah. and I know that JD and um, Pastor James have actually mentioned here recently because the women are doing so much. We're like, okay, men. We've got to step it up again, yeah. and we've got to do so. more than just have a breakfast in the foyer. Yeah, I'm yep. just saying. Yep. Even though that bacon is awesome, it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but bacon, bacon comes in any day. Bacon you is. You can life. do bacon any day. And yeah. if you don't like bacon, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I like bacon. You know why I like bacon? Because when you're making it, it actually cheers. It's like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't gobble gobble like turkey bacon. That's right. <laughs> See how they make that. That stuff's nasty. That's gross. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? Well. Words of wisdom. I just say, like, if you're out there, you're listening, and you've heard us go in a lot of different directions. And I know as a man, it, it's hard to be vulnerable, like we talked about earlier. Um, but, you know, if you don't have that that guy, you know, I just pray, you know, over over this broadcast, just pray that, you know, that the Lord would bring that person into your life mm-hmm. and would open up, allow you to open up your heart and receive healing um, 
for maybe some mental and some, you know, spiritual struggle that you're, you're battling. And so, you know, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that if you're listening and you're longing for a person that could, you can open up to, I pray that that person comes along your path right now. Amen. Amen. Chico. Love your friends, love your family, love God, but most importantly, love yourself. Amen. It's that simple. Yep. Love it. Because if you can't love yourself, then you can't love everything else around you. Say it. And it's taken me a while to get to that point. And I can say from experience that it's a bad place to be. Mm. Yep. And now that I've gotten baptized and I can love myself and look at myself in the mirror and and feel adequate that I'm taking care of my family, taking care of my obligations being a friend to my friends, being a father to my kids, being a husband to my yeah. wife. Yeah. Now I can be like, all right, God, I love you. I love all you guys. Like, yeah. let's just do this life together and let's have fun doing it. Yeah. Well, we yeah. love you, Chico. Yeah. Don't be gay. <laughs> you know when he kidding, said right? what he was saying he was looking in the mirror like looking at my mirror i thought of that old skit on saturday night live he's like i'm, I'm handsome good i'm good enough <laughs> i'm smart enough and gosh darn it people like me <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, touche <laughs> oh that has to be one of the best you're so mean <laughs> all right guys see you next time stay fit be well <laughs>